We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, WIP Midday Show. We have Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. And, you know, as we look forward to this offseason with the Eagles, it's a big one. Big decisions to come. The Jalen Hurts contract, the combine next week. And it's really about the trust we have in Howie Roseman. You trust him. Kyle trusts him to get it right this time, five years after he screwed up after a Super Bowl appearance. I've got to see it to believe it. I don't have that full trust in Howie to do it right this time. 215-592-9494. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. But you, um, you know, we have the Phillies down in spring training. It's all revving up, full squad workouts. And one of the biggest discussion points, and it's been this way since the minute they signed Trey Turner, is who's going to hit leadoff? Is it Schwarber? Is it is it Trey Turner? Well, we have Kyle Schwarber. John Clark caught up with him down at Clearwater. Here's his thoughts on Trey Turner and who should hit leadoff in the lineup. Um, I think it just adds another dynamic to the lineup that uh, you know we didn't have out of the leadoff spot last year. Who was in that leadoff <laughs> spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me. So uh, you know, if I you, you know you get a guy who can you know run the bases like he can and. Uh, create some havoc out there. It's only going to be better for uh, the, the guys behind him. So it sounds like, Hugh, that um, Schwarber is not opposed to Trey Turner taking that leadoff spot. He got wheels. And plus, he can hit, what, in one, two, or three? He could hit anywhere, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you get a guy that, that has those kind of wheels on first, like, that, that's great for everybody else. Like, that's, that's some early, easy runs. And it might be, and the, they have a lot of rule changes in baseball this year. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about this as we move forward. One of them is bigger bases. That's what I was about to say. They said it looked like pizza boxes. Yeah. So I saw a picture side by side, the old base, new base. It, it's a big difference. And and they they tested this out in the minor leagues, and it led to a lot more stolen bases. Because, you know, a lot of those are like you know, bang, bang kind of plays. But yeah. you get your finger in there, you're safe. So now, you know, I think it's like four extra inches around the, you know, all sides. It's. I think it make a difference. Trey Turner could steal a lot more bases this year than he had, and he and he steals like he's had fifty, sixty stolen bases. Yeah, and 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 to be honest, it, it's they're trying to make the game more exciting. Yes. When you talk about speeding up the pitcher and everything like that, they're trying to make the game more exciting because what's happening with baseball? First of all, baseball is regional, and second of all, the fan base is old. The fan base in baseball is old, and Too they're old. trying yeah. to they're trying to 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 make it more appealing. You know, you know what's funny? Side side note, like being in Georgia, because I just came from Georgia, but the Savannah Bananas, have you ever heard of those guys? They're the ones that do they all of They are the wildest. Isn't it like, could I describe Gimmicky. it as Harlem Globetrotters for yes. baseball? And they are, you can't get a Savannah Bananas ticket. Cannot get one. If anybody get it, like if y'all traveling, whatever, going to spring training, if you get a chance to stop in Savannah, go check it out where if you can. 
or just look at it on YouTube because it is the wildest thing that they do with baseball ever, man. Can't, can't you get a player out by a fan catching a foul ball? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, they got tons and of they wacky do, rules like They that. do these little weird dances and stuff. <laughs> like, Buddy bought the team on a whim. Like, coming out of college, bought the team and because it wasn't doing well. And now you can't get a ticket to a Savannah Bananas game. Well, it's excitement, right? It's it's different. It's it's exciting. And, yes. And you, I, I totally agree with you. They're they're trying to put the excitement back in baseball because here's what happened. About twenty years ago, everyone started doing the analytics thing, but everyone started playing the game the same way. Yeah. So no more stolen bases, swing for home runs. Like it became too predictable. Everyone. So now I think this is. I think it's going to help taking the shift away, putting the more stolen, you know, bigger bases. All lead depends to more on who you ask, because I've heard a lot of players they do not like. Well, that. they'll, they'll <laughs> they get used do to it. Not like that. Well, players don't like change. Yeah. 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 And plus, it's been so so much a part of the game, and it, and it helps, I guess, uh, equalize it in certain mm-hmm. ways with certain hitters and everything. So yeah. But it, it, it's to try to make the game more exciting and more appealing to a younger crowd. Yeah, they need to, and I, I think it'll be good for the game. And, and as far as the leadoff hitter goes to the Phillies. It does feel like we heard from Rob Thompson the other day. We heard from Schwarber now. It feels like they're going to go Turner at the top and then Schwarber down below. The only thing I wonder is, is are they going to change this when Bryce Harper comes back? Because Schwarber and Harper, both lefties, I don't like them hitting right on top of each other. I think, I, I'd rather separate them with Turner in the middle. So I, I don't know if this sticks. It's, it's interesting. You know, I think I was reading somewhere where they were talking about potentially Josh Harrison could pro- probably be the DH until Bryce comes back, and maybe they can move him around in the yeah, lineup Yeah, he'll a play. Bit. He, but he's, he's not going to be – I don't think they're considering him to be like an everyday player. Though. Yeah, he's it not going to be like a platoon guy. Yeah, it seems like they're going to rotate. You know, one. It seems like they're not going to have a true fill-in for Bryce Harper. They're going to have like mm-hmm. four or five guys that play depending on the day and, and rotate that DH spot to keep guys off their feet. But I, if I had a guess right now, I would guess Trey Turner is going to bat lead off to start this season. That would be exciting. Yeah, that, that would be exciting. And I'm, I'm pretty sure – Everybody in spring training is waiting to see. Was it Friday? That's when they did the Saturday. First Saturday. Saturday. Everybody's gonna be waiting to see what that looks like. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how. And, and I got we got a tweet here from Howard. It sound it looked like they're doing batting practice today. Schwarber hit a home run off of Andrew Painter. He's, he's oh, the first guy to take him deep. Uh oh, Painter's done. That's a rap, that's a rap yep. for Painter. Yep. He already. It. Yeah, he's he's now he's baptism by fire. <laughs> got to pitch to Kyle Schwarber down He'll in never spring make training. It. Yeah, he got this too early. <laughs> he's got, got plenty of time. Plenty but of he time. is apparently hitting 100 miles an hour. So <sighs> I, I, he's a hurler. Painter. That's not a painter. He's not a painter. That's a hurler, right? Got to get my baseball. Yeah. Baseball Maybe if he's a painter and a hurler, then it'll be really good. Yeah. That's like Verlander stuff. Let's talk to Drew in Westchester. What's up, Drew? Hey guys. I had a uh, point on uh, defensive coordinator I wanted to get in, uh, too. But starting off with uh, Howie, uh, I have been hard on him in the past. I'd still like him to get more consistent with the draft. But I do generally trust him here because when I look back on 2020, I think history has shown that, you know, both uh, Carson and Doug were very uh, culpable for that. And, Joe, I've listened to you a long time. I know you're a big uh, Doug guy, but mm-hmm. he did, you know, mess up that season too. He seemed very checked out. He did, yeah, Drew. Just, he did. I, I remember early in that season. He must have knew he was getting. Fired. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I think if I'm remembering remembering correctly, Drew, I think that summer he had COVID and he missed some time. And, and when he came back, and maybe it's because he was sick, but he just looked weathered. He looked tired. He looked out of it, and it, it just that whole season was just a disaster, Drew. I, I agree. Doug did have culpability that final season. Yeah, it just in the press conferences just seemed very beaten down, and I just don't see Jalen and Sirianni flaming out like that. I don't either. I, I, I agree with you. And the other thing, to, just to go to you before you make your next point, on, on yeah. the Doug thing, I, you know, Doug did not do a good enough job, and, and maybe Howie's part of this with the coaching staff, but they didn't, when they lost 
Frank Reich, they didn't. They never filled that spot properly, right? It was Mike Rowe. I mean, they, they had a that that offensive coordinator thing was a mess for the next three years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that's going to be super important, and I like that Sirianni, you know, does kind of have a pipeline from coaching in different spots around the league, and that kind of brings me to my uh, point about a uh, defensive coordinator. One of the guys who I've seen who I am uh, really intrigued by is uh, Sean Desai, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on him, but what I do like is that he spent a season uh, recently under Pete Carroll, and I feel like Pete Carroll, I've always, you know, been a big fan of him as a defensive mind I feel like he's groomed a lot of coordinators so I am you know interested in pulling from that uh, especially knowing that Jim Leonard's out now that's a name that definitely interests me pulling from that tree me too Drew and uh, Drew we appreciate the phone call the Sean Desai one is interesting Hugh because he um he was the associate head coach with Pete Carroll so you know we were talking when Elliot was here he was talking about how like if it's Vance Joseph you kind of know you could just leave him alone. He's like mm-hmm. the head coach of the defense. I, I think Sean Desai kind of has that same thing because he was the associate head coach. He's, he's got some leadership um, on his resume already. He wasn't just like a linebacker's coach yeah, or something. Yeah, and, and especially when, when Elliot was making a point that you're going to probably have to be, especially if you're talking about uh, promoting from within, probably want to be a little bit more hands-on with the offense. So mm-hmm. that give you know, you have a guy that has that, that, that coaching experience, hand off the de- defense to him, and allow Coach Sirianni to, to kind of focus on the offense a little bit more to make sure that they evolve and develop the way that you want your quarterback to. It's interesting how the NFL's gone the last, I'd say, a couple decades. I, when, I, when, when I was growing up, it didn't feel like that as much, where the coach only had one side that was his. Now it's like every team is like that. There's like a, the, the coach is either what, offense or defense? Offense or defense. Some of them, like John Harbaugh was a, obviously a, a special teams guy, but for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, they're offensive defensive guys. And then they just, the other side of the ball, it's like, you well, you handle that whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. I let me focus on this. That's kind of how Andy Reid was when, yeah. when Jim Johnson was here. Because Jim Johnson, there were times where he was up for a, a, a head coaching job. He didn't take it because he felt like he was a little bit older. But there were some opportunities there for Jim Johnson to become a head coach, and he didn't want to do it. Which is obviously was worked out great for everyone here because yeah. he stayed here for so long, yeah. and he was a great coordinator. Well, that's the other part about it. Like, if you have a good coordinator, like, people don't like Gannon, but obviously people around the NFL do, you lose them. They don't stick around. Especially when they're young because everybody has aspirations of being a head coach at some point and doing things their way. So that's why you can't be mad at Coach Gannon for wanting to go out and, and coach a bad team. <laughs> well, you, you, you could say you're dopey for I taking can, the job. I, I can fix them. I can fix sure them. Sure you can. Yeah, you, you bet. <laughs> well, you know what, people? I, I can't wait for the reaction. The Cardinals come here next season. Yeah. That, they, they'll play here. They're going to boo him viciously. Are we going to boo Gannon? We better not boo Jonathan Gannon. Oh, why would Come we on, boo oh. Gannon? Everyone what? loves Gannon Come around on. here. Come on. Come What's on, up, Bird Gang? We're going to boo <laughs> Jonathan <laughs> Gannon. No, I'm not allowing it. No booing Jonathan Gannon when he comes back. There's no hey, reason for they it. They should just play I'm that gonna, video when he walks into the I'm stadium. I'm just going to say good luck with that. Yeah, no one's going to listen to me on that one. I, I get it. I, I th- I'm fighting a losing battle on good that luck. one. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Paul's in Downingtown. Hey, Paul. Good afternoon. You. What's going on, man? man? How you doing? <laughs> Great, man. It's awesome. I used to listen to you, Hugh. I, I taught in uh, Carrollton, Georgia at the high school there when you were working in Atlanta, so it's great uh, to hear you okay. back home here in Philly. Appreciate and, you, man. Uh, Appreciate you. Yeah, and congratulations to you, Joe. Um, I'm sorry that you're not going to lose the majority of your shifts to Phillies games this year, but it'll be nice to hear you more. Yeah, thank so, you, uh, Paul. Yeah, I, here's what I am not sad about. I'm not sad about those extra inning games when I would get home at like 1 a.m. after doing the post game. I'm, I am not upset about that. <laughs> I bet you're not going to miss those six to twos. But um, 
Hey, you know, one thing I'll say is I was wrong, um, so wrong on Howie. I was I was wrong on Jalen. If it was up to my dumb ass, neither one of them, neither one of them would have been here at the start of this season. So you know, I've, I've come full circle. I think Howie's, you know, he's earned my trust by steering clear of the Pac-10 in the top round of drafts, um, and he's also earned my trust with his continued mastery of the of the salary cap, where he's always been excellent, and his player development has has, has also gotten better. So I'm I'm all about in Howie we trust. I think he's going to show us something he hasn't shown us before. Um, but I'd like to talk a little baseball if I can really quick. You of guys course. Got, you kind of got the juices going there. Um, I'm, I'm looking for a big year out of Castellanos. I know it might sound ridiculous or a little bit fun. <laughs> trigger trigger I, warning. I can tell you right yeah, now, trigger yeah, warning. But, but I, I really, you know, I think that's going to be our answer in how we divide Harp and Schwarber. I, I see three, four, and five. And Castellanos this year is going to be in that 30 home run range. He's going to be able to hold down the course. We're going to be able to divide our left disgusting stat I've ever seen in, in, a, in from a Phillies hitter is last season Kyle Harp, Kyle Schwarber's home run RBI ratio. That sickens me. That it was such a waste of power last year for a guy to have 90-some RBIs to match with 40-plus homers. I mean, that is disturbing. That is a disturbing lack of production for, you know, in terms of RBIs. There's no excuse for, for, for having a guy that hits like that to, to set him up you know, first thing, I don't care what his feelings are. Having that guy hit leadoff last year, we wasted so many runs. And I really hope that with the addition of a great player like Turner, the things he can do at the top of the lineup, and then the, the, the psychological aspect of Schwarber kind of owning the fact that there is someone better at this job than him, I think will also play well. Because I know guys in baseball, they get a little weird about the numbers and where they hit. I think Schwarber's going to be happy to hit three, four, or five this year. And there's not going to be a lot of, you know, putzing around or bitching about it. And, you know, tough division, all of that. But I, I'm really looking forward to this Philly season, and I think we're going to see some balls flying out of the bank this year like we haven't seen in some time. Well, Paul, I, I appreciate the phone call. We, we appreciate it, and I can't wait. Um, there's, there's a couple things there. One, I, I don't think Schwarber's going to care. I mean, Hugh, I, I, you know, as much as we talk about Jalen Hurts as a leader, Kyle Schwarber is up there, too. That guy is an unbelievable leader. Everywhere he goes, he wins. He, he, you know, he, I'm a big fan of his. I I don't think he'll complain. I think he'll hit wherever they hit him, you know, whether it's one or two or three or four, whatever. Um, as far as the, the Castellanos thing goes, I keep hearing he's going to bounce back. Everyone keeps telling me he's going to bounce back. I hope so because he was horrible last year. He thoroughly what, – what did he say that thoroughly irritated you last year, though, John? So he said he gets bored in the outfield. Okay, <laughs> the guys, He actually made some def- good defense plays in the playoffs, but for the most part he's a wretched outfielder. And he just – he made so many excuses for why he didn't play well last year. He talked about when, you know, he had – it was a transition, right? He came here. It was mm-hmm. a lockout. Well, Kyle Schwerber came here. Same situation, right? New city. New, he had 46 home runs. He was fine. And he also talked about how he had a baby, his wife, and, and he had a baby last year. So he was out of it because he had a baby. Guess what? A lot of people have babies, and they go to work, and they do their job. I mean, like, he just – he, he strikes me as an excuse maker, but he, but here's what worries me. They really need him. Without Bryce Harper the first half of the year, like, they paid this guy $100 million. They need him to be good. Yeah, when you're making that kind of money, man, the one thing that does not fly is excuses, Mm-mm. especially when, when people are counting on you. I understand that, you know, you have real-world problems that you have to deal with, but you got you to gotta put them by the wayside, especially when you go to work. When you go to work and you're, you're playing professional sports – Nobody wants to hear that you have the same issues that they have because they don't look at you the same way because you're making a ton of money. 
One of the other things, if I'm remembering this right, Kyle, didn't he complain that we knew where he lived? So he bought Ben Simmons' house. <laughs> so what, 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 you bought a house, dude. Which explains everything, by the way. Well, it, well, it <laughs> does. It's, it's was, like the old Space Jam when they zap your power. Yeah. It's he, like, was, yeah. he was snake bitten by, by the curse of Ben Simmons' home. But he complained that like that, that was a story. So, like, so, whatever. Someone wrote about it, yeah. which of course it's a story. Like one athlete buys another athlete's house. It's, Especially it's, one that is vilified the yes. way that uh, Ben Simmons was. Probably I mean, what, what was he thinking look. even buying that in the first place, to be honest? Well, he like, probably got a deal. Probably I mean, a baller-ass yeah, crib, too. Yeah, I'm sure it was a nice place. Nice baller-ass crib. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I hope the optimism on, on uh, Castellanos is, is out there. I actually saw today the, the morning show put up a poll about Castellanos and whether or not you think he's going to bounce back. And people are saying yes. Uh, I mean, I... I hope you guys are right on this. Because they, they, they're believing that he's, he's learned from his mistakes, man. Yeah, 80, and, 84% this yeah, morning. You're said believing yes. that he's learned from his mistakes, and, and you won't do that again. The baby Come on, man, that's a, a stupid question. A little bit older. Oh, I <laughs> forgot know? about that. Oh, baby. yeah. He's got that kind of personality where if he's playing really well, we'll all love him and we'll love his attitude. But when he's not, it's like, we hate you. Yeah, he also had a back and forth with, uh, that was Jim Salisbury, right? Yep, Jim Salisbury, who is no longer going to be uh, reporting with the Phillies. Right. So. But that, of course, Cassiano's won that battle. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess so. He outlasted Wait a minute, I missed that. What did he do? What happened? So he he, he was critical of the quest. I mean, Jim Salisbury, one of the most respected reporters in Philadelphia for Indeed. years. Yeah. And they went back. He didn't like the line of questioning. It was. This, I think uh, I got the audio. All right, let, let's hear this. This was uh, around the All Star break. Yeah, y'all got to get me up to speed, yeah, man. Well, you know, uh, you, you I'm, I'm going to poison your mind on Castellanos <laughs> here. He drives me crazy. Right, here it was. I think it was around midseason last year. Castellanos, Jim Salisbury, a piece of their exchange where Castellanos obviously, obviously very upset. Oh. Being separated here. <laughs> I, I, this is what I missed about Philadelphia: the fact that the the reporters the, the reporters are hey come after you yeah. come after you. It, it's funny, and, and you know, for me, the the reference is you know Atlanta, of course. Trey Young had a similar situation, and a reporter came after him. <laughs> I remember saying on the air, and they was like, well, the reporter was wrong. He was out of line. And da, da, da. I said, dog, do you know if he was in Philadelphia, they would have killed him. There would have been three or four follow-up questions just because you disrespected the reporter mm-hmm. because he's so well-respected in the city. Like, dude, they, they, other people don't know how well they have it in other cities because this here, this right here, this could make you or break you. Well, and Castellanos <laughs> came from Cincinnati. He was in Detroit. Oh, yeah, he wasn't ready. Like, no, he wasn't. And he, he played in Chicago for 10 minutes, but he he was not ready for it. And and listen, that that question, did you hear the booze? Yeah, because that, that, could, that could be a huge factor in the way that you play when you course, hear people booing you. Of course, and that was the point that of the season. That was legit. Yeah, and it was midway through the year, so people were starting to be like, hey, this guy's supposed to be really good, and he's stunk yeah, here. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. You know what that was? That was a combination of him hearing at, that, at the grocery store. Hey, Castellanos, you stink. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was what he had the ears. He was hearing it all. Yeah, all over, yeah he had it all over the place. Yeah, come on, man, that's a stupid question. That's not Nick. Be, no, but I like how he tried to ask the other reporters. Could anybody answer the question? Everybody was kind of like, "No, nah, dog, that's that's all on you." you you're the player. <laughs> <laughs> We're asking you questions here. Yeah, 
I, I was not a fan of year one of Castellanos, as you could tell. I hope so I hope it, he bounced back. So it's safe to say when we go to Clearwater, we're not going to get him as a guest. Well, we can. I, actually, I would love you to think, talk you to think, him. You think we will? We just um, can't play him any of this tape. Yeah, we, if he's if they're listening, and we can't today, be we can't be polarizing either. We got to got to ask some straightforward, smart. Just questions. don't ask him stupid questions. Yeah, I just uh, I, I, I Nick. Know. I was just wondering. Last July, did you hear those boos? Come on, man. That's a stupid question. That's can't be the first question. No. That has to be towards the end. If it's the first, it might be the last. Yeah, that might be the end. <laughs> Justin is up on WIP. What's up, Justin? Hey, how are y'all doing today? Appreciate you taking my call. Joe and Hugh, congratulations. Thank you very much, Thanks, sir. Justin. What's up today? What are you feeling? Hey, I just wanted to chime in on the, uh, the anti-Jim Leonard uh, narrative. So right after I called in, I was going to give a, a DC pick. I was a little bit nervous. Y'all had breaking news. I thought but maybe... Maybe they made a decision, but I'm happy to hear that's not him. My choice is uh, Jesse Minter. He's the D.C. from the University of Michigan. So a few reasons there. First, uh, I'm a, an Ohio State fan, so I guess just backtracking a little bit between the way their season ended and, and how the Eagles ended, I could, be, uh, I could use your thoughts and prayers nonetheless. But just a couple pieces there. I think if you're coming from college, like your barometer for success is going to be how did you perform against the top dogs? And I think, you know, Ohio State, well-respected program in college football. And he did a really good job last year in, in coaching to get him. So a little bit of background. They, as an offense, Ohio State averaged 50-plus points coming into that game against their opponents. They put up 23 against the University of Michigan with him as D.C. Uh, C.J. Stroud, he threw six interceptions all year. Two of them were against. Uh, Michigan in that game. Look at some other stats. I mean, 30% third down efficiency, 0% on fourth down. And then he did have a stint with the Ravens. So, you know, he took over 2017 with the Ravens. 21 interceptions as the DB coach. So all that to say, I think he's got, he's a young dude. He's exciting, can bring um, just some energy and and has a a good history with him that I think he could bring to Philly. He's probably not other folks. um, Top choice is probably not in the radar. So he's a name. I know the Eagles are tracking to him, but thought it'd be cool to bring up on the on the radio. Yeah, he's probably the most under the radar name out there because at least the Shula guys, Don Shula's grandson, like he's got yeah. a name. Minter, he is the most under the radar one. You and um, it, it's it's kind of like we're talking about Jim Leonard, a, a guy from college that could come to the NFL. Yeah, and and, and the thing about Minter, don't know that much about him. You know, you talk about he was in, in Michigan. Uh, knew a little bit about Jim Leonard because of his background in the yeah. NFL. Not saying that he can't do the job, but you have to figure out a, the the best way to marry the 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 defensive coordinator with the team that that's gonna you know like have respect for the guy. Not saying that they're not gonna have respect for him, but you know some cats might look at that as a as a college college coach and be like, mm-hmm. hey man, what can what can you tell me at this point in my career? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a fair point, especially, you know, if you do retain some of the, the veteran talent, right? They're going to be – some of them Some of them are going to be a little bit older than he is. So yeah, it's, it's a little that. different, man. It's, it's different, man, because it's it's like – I used to always like to say it's kind of like prison rules. We did – like when Andy Reid got here, we did the same thing with Andy because Andy was a quarterback's coach. Mm. And I remember being in practice, man, and, and we were out there cussing and yelling. I'm like, man, this man don't know what the hell he's doing. And he heard me, and he told me to shut up. <laughs> he told me to shut up. <laughs> But yeah, because you because you because you don't know what he's bringing to the table, right? You got to feel you, you for gotta, it. You got to got to get a feel for it. And and once we got a chance to trust him, then you went you went on with it. Like say, for instance, of Coach Joseph Vance Joseph, he's been in the game. You've seen some of the work that he had. Now, granted, his defense wasn't that great last year, but you look at some of the defenses that he had and and the way that he plays. Yeah, you like that. So as a player, you look at that, and and you already have like a preconceived notion of of what the coach is, especially if he's coming from college. You know, like 
Brandon Graham might like him because he was he was Michigan. a Michigan coach. But outside of that, it's one of those things where you'd be like, oh man, what what is he what is he going to teach me that I don't already? Yeah, kind of like an eyebrow raise before yeah, he gets yeah. there. You got to learn from it. You got you to figure out if he's a guy. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you hop aboard. Coming up next. Your phone calls, do you trust Howie Roseman to get it right this time post Super Bowl? Last time he screwed it up, can he do it the right way this time? And on the other side, we heard A.J. Brown's comments on the Jalen Hurts contract yesterday, but that's not all he had to say. Let's get to it. Hurts' thoughts, uh, use thoughts on this Nick Sirianni story. This story is unbelievable he had on Nick Sirianni. We'll get you's take on it and the rest of your phone calls. We lead you into Mark Cerise on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The field was ass. I'm, see, see, that's why I'm not going to make no excuses about the field because I slipped the first possession of the game and I changed my cleats. Dang I switched, bro, because of the field. You know what I'm saying? Not making no excuses, but it, it, it was like that the first time we played in Arizona. It's, it's not even like, it's not even real grass. No, yeah. Exactly. Bro, it's like, yeah. it's, it's like concrete on the bottom of the and they just placed a little grass on the top put, of it. We should have knew what it was from the first time we practiced out there that week. We go out there, we running routes, we slipping coming off the ball. Like I'm talking about, I'm talking about we okay, slipping on our back. Yeah, shame on the NFL for that. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. You Douglas Joe Gilio, midday show, 215-592-9494 to join the show. So that was AJ Brown. I mean, yesterday we played you the cut of him on the podcast talking about, you know, Paige Owen Hurts, who trade me where he goes. Obviously, you know, half kidding around there. But you he's talking about the field there, and I appreciate that he didn't blame it, right? He didn't say we lost because the field but it's ridiculous the NFL has a Super Bowl there if they can't figure out the grass in that stadium. Yeah, and, 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 and to be honest, in, in my personal opinion, you shouldn't even talk about it because that just adds fuel to the fire because guess what? The Kansas City Chiefs played on the f- same field. Yeah, and they won. And, and, yeah. And they it, figured it's, it out. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that you – like one of the things and – and to go back to Andy Reid because he was here. One of the things he would always tell us to do, hey, check your cleats. Go out there and make sure that you have the right pair of shoes with you. So you would always take like two or three pair of shoes. And for me personally, like when you're playing on slick fields, I would always put like one or two extra long cleats in the front so that you could dig in mm. as, a, as a pass rusher. You dig in. 
So when when I hear things like that, yeah, I get it. I understand. And I saw guys falling and slipping and everything. But as a former player, that's an excuse you can't use. You can't you can't use that one. Respectfully, you cannot use that excuse. Yeah, I wonder if the NFL will do anything though. I'm like, I wonder if Arizona will get future Super Bowls. I mean, everyone says this the the field there is terrible. It is it the I wonder if it's the weather out there, the desert weather. Maybe, maybe it was the paint. Maybe it was some of it was maybe. the paint. Maybe maybe it was the way that it was uh you know matted. But the the thing of it is this: it's like a big it's a it's a big old tray. And they roll it in mm-hmm. and roll it out. They got like a couple of them, I, I, I think, where they roll it in and roll it out. So I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to be the state of the art, the best kind of grass you could get. They paid eight hundred grand for that yeah. field. NFL should yeah, get their for, money back. For that to be an issue, I mean, yeah, that that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's awful. All right, he also had to say this. Listen, listen to this story by AJ Brown about Nick Sirianni and, and the level he goes to to talk about the attention to detail for his players. This is this is something. I'm going to give y'all a little, a little, a little sample. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. The other day, I was, uh, I got in the car and hit to work. And I, and I see my neighbor. As I sit in my car, I see my neighbor uh, walking her dog, right? And she's walking her dog. And um, the dog goes to the bathroom, you know. He get, he bring, she gets the bag out. She gets the bag out. She, she scoops, she scoops the, the dog. The, the dog the <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I'm just thinking that, I'm just thinking like, you know, Everything she did in that exact moment, you know, how she scooped it, how she got the bag. Though It was like, it's in the detail, guys. It's in the detail. It's in the detail. But it's in the details. You know, how she how she scooped down. She, she gets the bag out first and she put she put her four fingers together and then she scooped it. <laughs> like, that's what we are. We're in the details. <laughs> uh, AJ on the Raw Room podcast. So Sirianna even used... Uh, you know, clean up after the dog in terms of the Didn't attention to detail. What he was talking about a potted plant or a flower. So are you watering yeah, and are you fertilizing every oh, day? Oh, he look at Kyle had that thing pulled up right away. Yeah, like he's different. <laughs> I mean, that's the only that's the best way that I can say it. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. Yeah, he's he's different, and and for whatever reason, it has worked because initially it didn't, but now since he's been here, yep, it works. So I have no problem with it. Big Red used to do stuff like that, man. Big Red used to tell jokes that I never got, but I would laugh anyway because he was the head coach. I'd be like, hey, that's funny. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I laugh anyway. Because did you ever, that's, that's what it is. Did you ever have a coach try to give you like a, a story, like the, the pot, of, you know, the, the fertilizer or scooping dog dog stuff? Like everyone like, what are you talking about? The worst one, it was I told you yesterday, the whole chopping wood. Yeah, that, damn, Del Rio. That, that, that Jack Del Rio thing, man. I was just like, this cat right here, man. Like I, I was convinced, like that Jack didn't know what he was doing as a head coach. Convinced, but it was too late. Then I took the money. <laughs> I was in Jacksonville, and I was like, "Damn, this cat don't know what he's doing." Like he really did not know what he was. I doing. think you were right. I mean, he wasn't a terrible head coach. He was, he was, he was terrible initially. He yeah. got better. Yeah, he got he, better. He had a couple, I guess, one or two playoffs appearances yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got better. He got better, but initially. You know, you're learning from your mistakes, man. Some of the things that he did when the kicker cut his leg, damn near off. It was just like you didn't think he knew what he was doing. So, Who yeah. handles that? Is that HR? Is that, is that the trainer? <laughs> what do you mean? The handles the leg getting cut off? Well, no, I'm just the saying trainer. like, but you, yeah, but usually in football, you have an injury, you go to the trainer. But like, if we got hurt here at work, we'd have to talk up to HR. About it, somebody keeping a log. Ca- it, what the hell are you out there, Joe? Why are you cutting logs anyway? If, if somebody, if the bosses put a, 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 a axe in a log out there, why the hell are you trying to be a lumberjack? I'm just trying to be a team player. No, I'm not that, t- I'm not <laughs> no. that guy. I'm not that guy. So you're saying that it, is not my skill. So you're saying if Rod Lake had put a, an axe and a log out there, you would not chop it? No. 
But you know what? Team Rye building. Did? You know team what Rod did make me do when I got here? He made me walk to the restaurant, man. Like Rod's a walker. Oh, I remember that day. So you Rod's a walker. So this was about a month ago or so, yeah. maybe six, six weeks ago. I was doing my show at night and around eight o'clock. So I'm on six to ten p.m. Around eight o'clock, you, uh, you and, and Rod came back upstairs and we were talking. We were we were chatting. Yeah, you it came up. in, but I, I could tell you looked a little tired. Yeah, because I'm as like, if damn. you were moving around. Rod, a lot. Rod is a walker. And dude, I had on them skin like that was the first pair of skinny jeans I had, man. Do you know how hard it is for a big dude to walk in some damn skinny jeans? I, I don't, but I can imagine. Things was rubbing places they weren't supposed to be rubbing. I'm like, damn, I was not built to walk like really walk like what six blocks. Did you consider halfway through be like, we got to get an man, Uber listen, here, right? I'm like, damn. He was like, hey, you want me to call Uber? Then, then I was invested. Then I didn't want to give up, you yeah. know, because now he he probably looking at me sideways. You don't want to show weakness. I don't want to show. So I was like, no, nah, we good. But when I got home, I took them pants off and I was chafed. <laughs> Aren't you the former athlete, Hugh? Yeah. Out, I don't care. The like you said, former. How long ago was that, though? That was like 20 <laughs> years ago. It's like 20 years ago. I mean, I know I still look like I can play, but it's just a look at this point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's just a look. And he, he likes to walk, man. And so anytime. The boss, Rod Lakey, wants to go anywhere. We're like, hey, well, hold up, dog. Who's driving? Because I'm not. I'm done. I'm here now. I'm done walking. I'm done walking anywhere. How about this? Uh, the other boss, David Yagaroff, asked me, hey, man, why aren't you walking to work? Are you kidding me? There's a lot of walkers around uh, here. Man, I'm not walking nowhere. <laughs> God, God blessed me to have a skill set that allowed me to buy a car. What? And I bought one. It is a pretty good walking city. Was Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, was Atlanta it. good walks or you didn't nah, try? No, nah, I ain't trying to walk. <laughs> Become a bike guy. Nah, I thought about getting a bike. Yeah. But just, you know what? You know what my luckiest Kyle? As soon as I buy a bike, it's going to yep. It's gonna snow. Seven inches of snow. It's going to snow. Well, today we all rain. Yeah, it's going to snow because tomorrow's supposed to be like 70 degrees. Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow's a good biking day. It would day. be a great bike day. I got to find a bike because I, I, I just you know, can't. I can't go to like the Kmart or somewhere. <laughs> And just buy a bike. I got to get a mountain bike, man. I'm a big dude. Hey, Kmart's, Kmart's real bike. still out there? I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't think Kmart's K- exist anymore. I, I think Kmart's are gone. I went old, I went old school here. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I remember going to Kmart with my mom when I was a kid. Kyle looking at me like, what the hell is a Kmart? Yeah. No, I, I remember a Kmart, but it's, it, it just had to, yeah, it just popped back in my mind. It's like memory. a Walmart. Like a Walmart. Yeah. Store. I well, those are to still like around. a mountain yeah. bike place. I got to go somewhere. We got, good, got, we got good, bike. good local bike place, right? We, yeah, we got to set up. a good local bike I got place. a bike place. I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah, where I got to get one of them titanium Blockbuster and Toy Story afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> he robbed We'll go to all the places <laughs> in the 90s that went out of business. Oh, Circuit wow. City. Yep. You know what? While you're playing, back in Westchester, when I was here the last time, they did have a Blockbuster. I remember Blockbuster. Wow, they were everywhere. I think there's only one left in the world. It's still open? There's still I, one? I, I think there is still one. And they're still and making like, money? Well, no, probably not, but it's like a novelty thing. <laughs> it's like you know? a nostalgia It's there for show, yeah. You're just keeping it open just for the hell of it. Let's talk to Black Gritty. What's up, Black, Black Gritty? Gritty? Joey Bear, Hugh, what do you do? What's going on, man? Leave you alone. He old school to Kmart. You leave my man alone. I just want to make sure I heard it right. I haven't heard someone say Kmart in 15 years. You knew what he meant when he said it. Keep it pushing. Don't be getting on my man like that. Uh, second of all, you know, I've been listening all week. Uh, Joey Baird, the only bizarre Joe thing you said this week is trying to keep Shorber to lead off. Stop it. You sound hard with the grandpa take. Let it go. We done paid turn. Uh, I love him as a leadoff hitter. Just let because you're wrong. Like usual, <laughs> you're wrong. So just let it go. You sound terrible saying it over and over again. Uh, ben Simmons is trash. They should have burned his house down because the juju wow. is still in that house. And it obviously affects people's mental health by living there. It's like the shining. Once you move in there, Pete, you start feeling weird, okay? Uh, <laughs> secondly, the Sixers are always going to be the Sixers because they got Glenn Rivers. And before that, they had Brett Clown. You don't even call him Joey Doc, Bear do you? You don't even call up. him Doc. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's only one Doc. He, that's Doc. 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 Um, Julius Irving. He's the only doctor here. <laughs> and, 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 I'm well, going to say it slow so we can all pick it up. When he, when he, 
When he gets us out of the second round, I'll call him Doc Rivers. But he ain't going to do it, and he won't do it. So guess what? He ain't going to be called Doc by me. So that's that with the Sixers. It's not like the Phillies. The Phillies gave us an ascension, some hope, some dreams. We have been waiting so long, we got problems. And the Eagles are always Eagles. And as far as Howie Rose is concerned, now he got to show his soul. They tried to have a Howie parade. I'm like, hold on until 2024. Now everybody know what I was talking about by saying wait until 2024. He got more work to do. He's going to have to mix this pot of gumbo and make some magic happen. Because right now, everybody's stressing, not knowing what's going on. Because you got the pay jail hurt, and you got to make this thing work. I love the new show, you guys. Love you, Black Gritty. Appreciate it. I wonder it. if Gritty wrote that down. He really spit. He was spitting like he was spitting around. Oh, he's got a lot. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't write any of that down. No, it's all, just, off that's all off the cuff. All off the top, I man. respect it. I, I always think he's that. out of breath after those phone calls. I mean, he, Probably, just, he just goes. He, he goes. He, 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 I respect it. Though. He's got to say, dope. he gets some for, uh, for Marks and Reese, too. He calls, calls the guys, too. Oh, so. he's got everything going on here. Got a lot in the tank. He, he, he's got a lot. I like that. He's got a lot of energy. Devin and Bristol's up. What's up, Devin? Devin. Devin. Hey, guys. Hey, hey how you guys doing? Good, Devin. What are you thinking? So I'm here uh, talking about the Howie Roseman thing and if I trust this man or not. Um, so the Eagles' first Super Bowl that they won, well, the only Super Bowl that they won, uh, that was the first Super Bowl I actually got to, like, really watch the new football. can trust Howie because at the end of the day, you find players, you find players. You don't find players, you don't find players. You know, it's a hit or a miss all the time. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so when it comes down to trusting Howie, eh, you know, he got my trust when it comes to the players part, but the coaches is what I'm really worried about. Like, can this man get a good D coordinator in here and somebody with moxie? Like, that's what I'm looking for is somebody with moxie. Well, Devin, before you go on, it's so important because, you know, the, the, obviously the head coach is an offensive guy. That, that defensive guy, they, they leave him alone, and he's got a lot of responsibility. It's almost like a second head coach. It, it's, it's significant. I would agree with that. I think that's more on Coach Sirianni than it is Howie, though. That, that's, that's a Sirianni thing. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. It's interesting. Last time with Doug, they didn't, they didn't trust Doug to hire his staff. They kind of helped him. But I would think, Devin, that they probably trust Sirianni a little bit more to hire his own guys. Yeah, man, I'm just like I'm really looking forward to seeing like some type of uh, different uh, coaching in Philly. You know, Doug Peterson, he came in here during the Super Bowl, you know, and ran some different kind of stuff. Like he he didn't hesitate to do whatever. You know, he he took risks, and I didn't see that in Sirianni really that much this year. He well, certainly not, downplayed. certainly not in the Super Bowl, Devin. And I, and I was I was disappointed in the Super Bowl. I, th- I thought he could have been more aggressive. But Devin, we appreciate it. Uh, the phone call there. You, uh, another name. Now, this this isn't reported out there yet by by everyone in the NFL. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll see if this gets more likes to it. But there is a um, a guy down in Atlanta, a, a producer for a sports radio show down in Atlanta, who said a source told him that Georgia's co defensive coordinator, inside linebacker coach Glenn Schumann, is going to talk today to the Eagles about their vacant defensive coordinator position. So, what, what do you think about him? What do you know about him? He's, what I just looked up is he's thirty-two years old. So young cat. Wow. Man. Young cat. You know, you know, Georgia's coming off of that back-to-back uh, national championship down there, man. I'm okay with the young coaches, but you, but the thing we talked about earlier is you got to come in and, and you have to really, really grab these young men. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to have some of the veteran leaders that are going to be gone, and I'm pretty sure he's he's familiar with. Uh, Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. I'm pretty sure. sure of that. But still, man, you you got a you got a team that you're gonna have to deal with that has Super Bowl aspirations, expectations, whatever you want to say. 
and you have to come in here hitting the ground because I'm pretty sure, like the one thing that you're going to hear coming through the airport if people recognize you, which I'm pretty sure they are because they're probably Googling him right now, you're going to hear about what this defense needs to do right off the top. Hey, Glenn, Glenn, hey, Glenn you got to blitz. Make sure you blitz a little bit more. That guy that we had last time, he was a bum. <laughs> so you got to make – that's in my best Philly voice. Yeah, you got to make sure, man, you come in and, and you have to listen to the people. It can't be one of those situations where – you know, you 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 say, hey, well, I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that. You you have to understand the psyche of this city, man, and you have to come in and you have to hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, Howie made the transition in the draft to to start drafting more SEC players. For a while, it was like, yeah, that's hey, man, Pac-12, you know, Big the 12. SEC, like I, I I can tell you firsthand, didn't play in the SEC, but most of them dogs come from the SEC, man. They're grown ups when they, they, they get grown, to the NFL. Grown as men. You see that? Like I watched a lot of college football. And hands down, the only two conferences that you probably need to be watching is the Big Ten and the SEC. Because those Pac-12 schools, those other schools, they come into Like, who was that got beat down? Um, who was that the, uh, got beat down? To, to, um, Texas Tech. The Horny, the horny Frogs. Yeah, they the got, TCU. Yeah, TCU. Yeah. Whoever it was, they got dragged. Oh, that was, a, that was an ugly title <laughs> they game. Got, they got dragged. In the, in the championship game, it was it was awful. It was no, awful. and every time somebody, hey, well, you know, we're playing, we got a chance. No, you don't. Those, those some grown ass men that play for Georgia. Yeah, that, some grown ass men. Well, it's interesting. So how he's transitioned to drafting the SEC guys now. Now potentially interviewing a coach from the SEC. It's like let's just go all and get all the Georgia people here. No, get all I, the I Alabama. People. I can see that because they like the one thing that I know for a fact when it comes to those type of players. You got guys that probably started out when they were young as a, as a skill player, like a running back or something like that, that gained a little bit of size and moved to like the defensive side of the ball. So they know speed. They, they coach speed all the time. That, that's when you talk about guys like N'Kobe Dean, Jordan Davis, and guys like that. They coach speed. And you talk about some of the, the, the highest picks in the draft came from Georgia. Last oh, yeah. Year. And, they, 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 and they're coming from this year. Yeah. You, you, they got like three or four top ten draft picks on that defense, so I can see that. Yeah, I can and see that. You know what? Maybe they 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 hire this guy. They draft another Georgia player in the first round. Who's who knows? We'll see. But that name is out there now. Glenn Schumann, potentially another interview guy, interviewee for the Eagles. Jerry is up on WIP. Hey, Jerry. Jerry. Joe. Joe. What's up, brothers? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Hey, Jerry. That's what's up, baby. That's what's up. That's there what's we go. Up. Where where are you riding around today? Where are you? I'm up, I'm up here, and uh, I'm actually in PA, up near, uh, not too far from Philly, heading to North Jer- North Jersey and heading to Ohio, guys. So that's oh, what my goal is awesome. today, to get to Ohio. Safe drive, buddy. What are you uh, thinking today? Well, I got a couple things. I'm trying to reach Black Ready status because he's the man. I love that guy. Uh, you can check me out on my YouTube channel, Trucker with Nails 20. And... Howie Roseman is the man. Ever since he came out of the broom closet, he has been a genius. And I don't care, he's probably been one of the best GMs in the last two or three years as far as making moves. He's like a cobra. You sit there and sit there, and then all of a sudden he strikes. And you don't know when he's going to strike. He'll just strike, and then he hits gold every time. So I've been believing in him for a couple years now, ever since... Ever since they won that Super Bowl and made all those moves, so that's—I mean—he's—he's he's the man. Well, he's certainly Jerry, and Jerry, we would love hearing from you, buddy. He certainly earned back trust. There's no question about that. He, he has earned the city's trust back. But this is different. Trying to recapture it after going to a Super Bowl. Dan is at Ben Salem on WIP. Hey, Dan. Dan. 
Oh, hey. Hey, how's it going? How's it, how you guys doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. How you doing today? What's up, Dan? Good. Good. I remember it's funny. I heard a story years ago when Terrell Owens came in the locker room and Hugh Douglas says to him, don't, don't be a hater. And like, I was like, ever since then, like that, I don't know if you guys got along that good, but I'm sure it was some pretty funny stories back then. Yeah, we had we had. Some, <laughs> hey, Joe's looking at me like waiting to say, see what I'm gonna say. Yeah, we had some good times. That's what back I was gonna say. I was gonna say you guys probably had some good stories that we can tell now. Yeah, Dan, what do you think of the Phils? Um, yeah, you know what? I'm calling. I'm calling it right now. Um, who's this new guy we got from the um uh, Trey Turner? Trey Turner, I'm yes. Sure he, he's going to get balls this year and throw it the first, and Hopkins is not even going to see where he's at, and he's going to. I'm sure. Hoskins is going to get 10 more hours because he has not worked on this game since he's been here. And if you look at it last year, he led the hours in uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, he never worked on this game. Like, Well, I mean, Dan, yeah, I mean, Hoskins is, Dan, for, for as much as he provides with the power at the plate, his defense is is awful. I mean, it's just – it's in, in, the, in the cost of the World Series, Dan, that game five, he doesn't make that error at first base. It might be a different story. I bet there's like 10 more times this year. He had, what, 20, 20 hours last year. He's got. He's going to get thirty next year. I bet there's times where Trey Turner throws the ball and Hoskins is not even in position to make the play because he doesn't like work on this game. Like he's not. He, I, I think he's lazy at first base. Well, what you said is is accurate, Dan. Appreciate it. He, he he's the same player defensively he was about five six years ago. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting that the, the Phillies got so many contracts. We talked mm-hmm. yesterday about the, maybe a new one for Nola. The one guy they have not paid is Reese Hoskins. It's it's like and there was a story this morning in the Inquirer about how he's the only one of this group. Like they're all signed up for the next. Like they're they're under contract. This whole team basically for the next three, four, five years to make a run. Make a run. And now Nola, maybe he's gonna you know they'll give him a new contract too. Not Reese. He's got one more year left. It's like it's almost like he's the one they're like, yeah. Well, you got to show us. It's one of those things where, you know, we talked about it earlier. We, and it holds true for every professional athlete out there. You can't be the same guy that you were the year before. You got to constantly yep. work on your game. And hopefully with, with the taste of being in the World Series from last year, that he's going to come into this year. And maybe ha- hopefully he has worked on his game. And hopefully you know that, like, especially when you talk about coming into a contract year. If you want to get paid, and if you want to be here, you can't be the same guy that you were to you. No, you can't. And, and that's been his MO. He's been the same guy for, for a long time now. All right, fun show today. Um, and obviously a lot, of, a lot of belief in this city on Howie Roseman. And hopefully, hopefully things go well. And, and we'll see into the next couple of weeks and days how the Eagles do this and now how he maps out this offseason. You fun show today. Yes, as always. Our first week is halfway yeah, through. It's all, it's, tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah, I know. It's going to be warm tomorrow, too. Boom! 70 degrees tomorrow? Still, still not walking. Still not going to walk. It's a good day to walk, though. I'm not walking. No, he's not nowhere. walking anywhere. All right, everyone have I'm a great day. Walking. Thank you to Kyle behind the uh, glass today. And, of course, thank you to Elliot for being part of the show. And thanks, everyone, listening. We're back tomorrow at 10. Mark Cerise next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Peace! We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.